Uh, we do have to have a song with Lingvino Veritas in it. I think we should write one this week. Yeah. We've decided. I think we should channel it. I, th I think I think we've decided basically that there's going to be a lot more musical interludes in this. Well, we've decided that's going to be li our lives. So the podcast yeah. is part of our lives. Therefore, yeah. A plus B equals C. Oh, yeah, whatever. exactly. We write a techno tune to go with it. String to that <laughs> techno tune. Is cool. I want. I want all versions. <laughs> techno, Lindy, whatever. Yeah. Could we do a techno, Lindy? <laughs> Would that work? Can we merge each other's musical passions? We could invent a whole new genre if we keep going. I could really we'll piss off all the DJs with like a new yes. fucking category on beatboard. Yes. That would be brilliant. Yes. Mm. Oh my god, let's do that amongst all the things that we have decided we're going to be call doing. It techno, techno, hop. techno, tan. <laughs> techno, techno, hop. <laughs> You heard it I, here first, I think, folks. Yeah, I think this could All work. the kids will be dancing to this. Yeah, this is the next generation. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to make shit on this list. <laughs> Techno, hot, and emotionally coherent men. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, I had to bring that one up. Yes. Emotionally coherent men are the new sexy. Are the new sexy as fuck. Yes. Men, men, that, men that aren't afraid to go to therapy. Yes. Yes. Bill, you're coming already. I could I could say to you right now, talk to me about your recent dating experience. Oh <laughs> it's too exposing. With, with, too with, exposing. With, without mentioning any names. <laughs> yeah, just but... in general vague terms. Okay. So let's, let's, see, dating. let's see how vague I can be. <laughs> well You could talk about that website that you're on. <laughs> Listen to me, the diva. The diva is worried. Worried about all the stalkers. I'm gonna inhabit. I'm gonna inhabit the energy of diva, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm living on that reality, that simulation. <laughs> what you want is people throwing roses at you. Yes, yeah, so throwing roses it. through the like screen. A, like an like, like an opera singer, which I am. Yeah, I am a techno hops opera singer. <laughs> techno opera. opera. <laughs> I'm trying to sit, think where well, you could fit the wine in so the well, whole we'll just drink room. while we listen yeah. to it or dance yeah. to it. Or you could, and call, you could call it um, Techno Hopper. The, the word the is Techno Hopper Wine Appreciation Society. <laughs> <laughs> AKA Invino Veritas fans. Mm. You all have to like Techno Hopper yeah. to be part of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You're not allowed to listen. <laughs> Are we banned? Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to go into details about my dating adventures, but what I will no. say is that the more, the more I date, the more I know what's really important to me. The more yeah. I grow, the more I heal my relationship with my inner masculine. Like every man I'm meeting is a representation of an aspect of my inner masculine, and so yeah. that's how I'm seeing it. So I'm yeah. sort of healing. Healing that relationship, also celebrating that relationship mm. and celebrating the masculine, celebrating, you know, my relationship to it. And also getting more and more clear about like emotionally intelligent men 
yeah. who are looking at themselves, who talk about what's fucking real and deep, so that kind of emotional intimacy yes. type of stuff. Yeah. It's hot as fuck. It fucking because is. Because you can talk about it and from a place that's really like centered and strong you know it doesn't have to be you know, from a place that's like victim or you know what i mean there's a certain quality of talking about it where mm. like you've owned your shit you're owning your shit yeah and it's like that's how i talk about with my girlfriends about this stuff and it's mm. like oh my god yes yeah men are stepping up mm. and it's like once you have once you taste that then it's you like you can't oh, go back, I can't to, go back. like go the back other intimacy you. is fun yes sexual intimacy is fun yes whatever all sorts of other intimacies are fun but when you get that level of intimacy it's like oh the bar yeah. keeps going up the bar keeps yeah. going up yeah and i think this is important to demystify and talk about yeah. i hope men will watch this and not just women they must they will well andrew pickles definitely will because he's part of the, the cake group so it will be in there so so he's obviously not the only man <laughs> There's a, there are a couple of men actually in my, in my group um, but I mean, he's not going to be the only one who watches this. Obvs. No. Obvs. So, I think it's important for men to realise oh this because yeah, men have yeah. been thinking other things are sexy and it's like, hello I men, think, this is actually really sexy. I, I think this is the thing though that a lot of men, men that have been brought up not to cry and da 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 and you have to be strong and you can't talk about your feelings and all this other fucking bullshit, patriarchal bullshit yes. that people have lived under the illusion of for such a long time on this planet. It's like, they need to, I think men need to understand that women actually find it really attractive when they can talk openly about their yes. feelings, about like, and you know, and all of that stuff and actually go into a much deeper kind of place. Totally, totally. Without acting like it's shameful. Come back to this sort of yes, this shame or weakness. Yes. It's like not they a let slip weakness. or yeah. something. It's actually, no. When you're really embodying it, and what I find really sexy is talking about not just them talking about their emotions in general or me talking about mine, but us talking about our connection. Mm. Like, even if it's a brand new one, you know, even if it's just really early days, but to be able to talk about what's going on. Yeah. And just to be completely transparent and authentic in the moment. Yeah. When there's a vulnerability moment showing up and able to yeah. say that, it's like, oh, that turns women on. Oh, Christ, so like, yes. And you say that, Christ, yes, because you're a woman, but like, yeah. men don't realise this, actually. Men don't realise what a knicker dropper really is. It's really important to fucking let dropper. them know. Yeah, it's a knicker dropper, but it's important that you don't come at it from a place of... Wanting to be mothered. Or make-believe in order to right. try and get women to, like, you know, none of this fake it bullshit. Yes. Like, no, 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 you no, have no, to no. actually be, like, well, the authenticity, sniff, we come back to this It's thing, authenticity. Like, people can sniff fakeness out a mile away. That's yeah. not the point. It's an energetic yeah. thing, right? Yeah, exactly. So if it's if it's authentic, then it's the energy in the air where you're feeling... Because the thing is, that's into me see, right? Intimacy mm. is into yeah. me see. So that's what kind of... Yeah. gets people turned on because it's yeah, exactly. like it's not it's going beyond that surface level of life and i believe exactly. that at heart we all long for that in mm. general that's what we're all longing for but we yeah. look for it in the wrong places or we think that yeah you know things are going to give us that yeah but really what we're longing for i think is connection is connection and like, depth of connection right yeah. Well, we are, like, look at how we used to always traditionally live in, like, you could say tribal groups and, like, sort of how society was before everyone got boxed up into little flats and no one knew their neighbours and all the rest of it. Like, look at, you could look at, like, how, how 
um indigenous peoples in south america live like there's sort of like these cultures mm. where they're more kind mm. of mm. Expressive. They're, they're, they're more expressive they're more connected to the lands they're more connected mm. to each other i always remember i don't know if you've ever read it there's a book called shibono by a woman called florinda donna and no, it's all about know. her experiences as an anthropologist going and living with um i can't remember it might be the yanomame but i'm not sure mm -hmm. um in um the brazilian amazon Oh. and actually being accepted into the tribe because she's with them for ages as um like they basically went right okay we're gonna we're gonna make you a shaman da 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 basically mm. a witch doctor i oh, can't remember like her words and and she she actually became like the, uh, one of the many wives of the polyamorous um one of the i think he was one of the chiefs and her experiences with him and the other wives and the kids and like all of her training that she went through and her first vision quest and oh, all of wow. this stuff. It's an amazing book. That sounds fascinating. But you, just the kind of the, the difference in the way that they live in terms of how emotionally intimate they are with each other. And with going back to like what we were discussing before we came on camera, mm. emotionally intimate with death too. Like, mm. like I will say this: I'm not You're big not into ceremony, ceremonies and rituals, but their death ceremonies and rituals are a lot more mm. kind of embodied. Like, accepting that someone has passed on, but like there was one of the things that she described in there that has always stuck in my mind, where they burn the anyone who's died who's part of the tribe basically is burned on a pyre but then they collect the ashes and they basically put them into this soup and everyone drinks from it oh, so wow. they're like they're ingesting like they're like well they'll always be part of us basically Gosh. and there's this whole thing around it that i remember at the time being a bit like <laughs> dead people dead soup. cannibalism <laughs> dead people's soup but actually you know it's it, we come back to this thing of like cycles of life and like i think know. definitely living in a society in a group in a tribe in a community where death is there rather than hidden away oh god it's yeah. so precious mm. so we have rituals about death obviously in our western societies i'm not an expert on this because i'm not an expert on religion but mostly or they're kind of <laughs> or mortician but mostly they're done like people are put outside of you know mm. the death stuff is happening not invisible not in plain sight you know yeah, it's kind of put outside in a specific place, yeah, rather than in our everyday life. Well, I think we come back to this thing. Actually, I've, I had a conversation with Joe recently. Joe Reese, um, with JC Lloyd, all her different names, depending on what book she's writing. She's the one I'm going to give her a plug now. She's the one that just, she, that she she, yeah, the Cancer Ladies Running Club buy the book this is a plug for her hmm. because she's my friend and she's an amazing writer and she's a lovely lovely person and she actually she had breast cancer and she had this whole experience with it and she's now completely clear mm -hmm. but she basically ended up writing this book based on her own experiences where like she joined this running club locally she lives here in brighton hmm. she joined a running club um and um basically completely changed her life in all sorts of ways she started doing qigong and various other things um 
and like completely sort of like gave herself a you could call us call it a life inventory mm -hmm. and had all sorts of realizations about how she had spent too much time running around and being all frantic before and not mm -hmm. enough time actually taking care of herself and that was one that she realized that was one of the reasons why the cancer took hold in the first place is like it was kind of an invitation for her to mm. slow down and actually look after herself more and all of that wow. kind of stuff mm. and like the sort of self-love journey and also come back to the connection and the bonding of this basically this group of women that she runs with mm. who I, I met one of them the other night went at her book launch thing mm. um and but so I had a conversation with her ages ago. Like she, she'd already written the Council Ladies Running Club. We already knew that basically it was look, suddenly looking really exciting because it was a passion project for her. And her agent at first was a bit like, and she was already a writer at this point. Yeah, she, she's she's written loads of books. She's a full time writer basically. That's what she does as her career for a living. Bloody blah, blah, blah. She's had really successful books. I actually didn't realise the book that her and Emily wrote together was made into a film by Working Title. I've never seen it. I'm like, I must mm -hmm. find it from somewhere because I read that book before I met Al mm -hmm. and before I met her. I bought it in a charity shop, mm -hmm. I think, and read it. It was really good. And it was like how her and Emily got together was writing this fucking book together. Oh. It's, it's so there's a whole story behind that too so they wrote this book together there was a bidding war for it they made loads of money they made it into a film as well i'm having deja vu moment right now which is funny <laughs> open and close brackets um and yeah <clears throat> emlyn's a writer too so he writes kind of mainly crime fiction she's she does various different things under various different pen names but like so she's done cancer ladies running club under the josie lloyd title but she was talking to me when we moved here, before all the COVID shit started, we, we used to meet up in the beer dispensary, which is actually round the corner, like it's on one of those streets around the corner from Waitrose. Okay, I don't know. Um, it's one of those ones that goes up as if you go which towards, down, towards sort of Seven Dials or something, okay. basically. So we used to meet up in, in the beer dispensary on a Friday get together and have a few drinks and talk about stuff and I remember her saying to me she had been since all the cancer stuff and since she'd wrote, written that and that was looking exciting she was she was just like I'm researching for and looking at writing a book about death cafes Ooh. and that was really interesting we had a big chat about it because she knows that basically I talked to her a bit about my experiences with sort of mediumship but in terms of both you know the fact I mainly cut myself off from it but the fact yeah. I have had experiences I can remember since I started opening everything up again you know some really vivid ones and we were talking about the culture of death and mm -hmm. how once upon a time a long time ago not on a planet far far away but here in the UK like if when especially up north if a someone a family member died they used to lay them out in the back room like mm. and so everyone in the family got to see them. Do that in italy it must be a generational thing to do that with and, and now people don't have any contact with death it's all very sterile yeah, I mean, people die in hospital you don't see the body and so people are really scared of death because they have no concept yeah, it's like completely of it. Like it happens to somebody else it's until yeah. it actually happens to you basically but again like going on to, it's really weird how we've ended up on the subject of death my other friend phil muse who i've been mates with since i was in hong kong back in like 1997 96 96 i got there mm. back when it was still under british author authority i'm not going to say ownership 
Britishly contracted, you could say. <laughs> they had the 100-year contract, didn't they? Which kept getting extended. Um, he, his, Both of his parents died within like a really short sp space of time when mm. he was very little. And he said for him, because he was really tiny, he was like six, I think. Oh, gosh. He was really That's small. So hard and he lost his dad. And then three weeks later, his mum died. And they had a farm up in Tyne and Weir. And he's written a book, another another writer, another plug for another Love friend it. of mine, Phil, Phil Muse. Phil Muse, his book, Orphan Boys, which I actually haven't read yet and I really need to get around to reading it. He's basically wrote, wrote it about mainly about him and his brother Roger, who actually died a few years ago. And then I got a visitation from him. That mm. was interesting, basically saying, I want you to tell Phil I'm okay. And I did my standard thing going, I don't want to be the messenger. <laughs> like this. I was just like, I'll get into trouble. Why aren't you going to see him first? Kind of thing. <laughs> okay, so so in he was talking about this on Instagram the other day, and in like he did a podcast thing with some guy in the States. Um and he was saying, you know, it was the most traumatic experience for him being six and seeing his dad dad's dead lifeless body laid out mm. in the back room and he said he doesn't think he ever really got over it right. so i did think there is like an element of like you have to kind of gauge how it's going to affect yeah. someone before you go ta-da his corpse <laughs> but also do you think though with some of these traumas if it's a normalized thing that happens to everyone mm. maybe it's not so traumatic but i do i do think yeah. the age thing is important but Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's like, if that's just a thing that happens, and hopefully yeah. you're not alone in that room with the corpse and someone's, like, talking through it with you, mm. it could maybe not be as dramatic, who knows? I think, yeah. I think age does have an impact, but... Yeah, I think I think age is definitely like I think for someone who's really little and yeah. their parents are really close and, like... You want to remember them alive, you don't want to remember them as a corpse. Is, waxy looking yeah because it's, not, it's not them anymore so no. it's really freaky for a child because you can tell it's not them at some level yeah. and so that must be very disconcerting that's true yeah but There's... i think the reason you bring up death though i mean obviously there's many reasons why you bring up death but i yeah. do think this connects also with the whole it's going to sound a bit strange maybe but intimacy conversation yeah. into me see in the sense that we long for connection we long for being real we long Mm. for being really alive and i don't think we can yeah. be really alive if we're not really facing death actually if we're not really yeah. talking about death if we're exactly. not really in touch with what that means to us and exactly how can we talk about how we want to live if we also talk about how we want to die or you know you know the most recent season of lucifer the 5b that's on netflix mm -hmm. there's this whole bit in there basically where um maze who's the demon character who basically is lucifer's best mate and she's growing a spoiler alert yeah i was gonna say is there a spoiler i haven't watched lucifer so spoiler alert uh, so she's god's basically cleared her out so god shows up he's lucifer's dad in in the form of this really lovely guy who thinks he's going senile and he's talking about retiring <laughs> like this the whole plot line's genius i love neil gaiman stuff <laughs> basically um and Maze wants a soul because she's pissed off that she doesn't have one. Um, and then God turns around and said, well, you know, anything is possible, actually. You know, even like, I, I know I've created everything, but like, there's so much, there's so much that, you know, even I have kind mm. of understood um, is possible that I didn't realise. Cool. Um, and, you know, it, he was, 
she she said she said do you think i'm growing a soul then and he just get he he's just like maybe like this or something i can't remember the exact exchange um and then she goes on to meet the um, previous series eve turned up as in like adam and eve who's been around for fucking ages but then she buggered <laughs> off again and before that her and Maze had had like this affair and Maze was really pissed off because Eve laughed and just scoffed and kind of was nowhere to be found now Eve returns in this one as a bounty hunter and wants Maze to teach her and then basically confesses her love to her and da 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 like this and then there's this whole thing that happens and Eve ends up in hospital and Maze is like basically Maze is there going I can give you this and it'll make you immortal and Eve's there going but the whole point of being like uh, the whole point of being alive is that it makes it that much sweeter knowing that you're not going to be here forever so if your condition on us being together is that I have to live forever like you then I'm afraid I'm not going to take it because actually you have to you're just going to have to deal with the fact I'm going to die at some point because I don't want to you know this is important to me I don't want to cling on to life like some desperado and there's this whole conversation around that and it was yeah it's it's really interesting like the different ways that like death is being tackled in like in the simulation (laughs) (laughs) yeah which one shall we choose yeah, it's just like version. So we can ask that to our podcast viewers. Yeah. We've got to ask questions and have people yeah. respond. Like, would, would you? Would, if would, you had the option not to would, die. Would you choose immortality for yourself, or would you prefer to pop your clogs at the right time? And can you qualify <laughs> your answer. I love the. I love saying pop your clogs. It sounds so <laughs> I've funny. never said it in my life. <laughs> Pop your clogs. It, it sounds funny. <laughs> it sounds hilarious, doesn't it? I mean, it's a what really if somebody's not British, a non-British viewer will not understand what that means? Translate. To pop, to pop your clogs means basically to die to go belly up to <laughs> six feet under. <laughs> like, there's so many euphemisms for death. I do think, you know what? I, I do think there's loads of wonderful euphemisms for death and there's a lot of really amazing humour around death. And I always remember my ex-husband Ewan saying to me that he was friends with two kids that were like um, in his family, funeral directors and morticians when he was younger. And he said they had the best, darkest humour of anyone. Like, oh, that's awesome. They used to just laugh at anything, so everything. Awesome. Because they're confronted with death on a daily basis. So it just becomes really like... That that would be the way to do it, though, if you're going to have a family and kids and have all that going on in your home. Like, you got to make humour out of it, right? Yeah. Otherwise, it's heavy energy. Have you seen that? I put up that video, didn't I, in the Be The Cake group about, um, there was a, is it legal to mummify your cult? Oh, yes. Well, one. you showed me that video, the, remember? The, the, yeah, the Ask a Mortician YouTube channel. Like, she, th- this woman, she's basically, like, her whole YouTube channel is everything about death in all sorts of ways. Like, she was talking about traditional foods she did a mukbang of death you know a mukbang is a korean thing where they basically they do live streams or videos where they just basically gorge themselves and people watch them and these i looked up i was just like i knew these things existed i'd never watched one but i was like oh now i know what they're called so i just put mukbang in the browser oh my god like these are like Videos that were put up a month ago have 5.5 million views just of people wow. fucking eating like 
everything like wow. everything on the table wow. like a gorge fest wow. and i'm like this is really crazy why do people like watching other people eat so and, and there seems to be american mukbang and korean mukbang which is where it originated and all the korean mukbang people are absolutely tiny <laughs> and don't look like they could fit even what like what kind of food are they eating everything like not everything like fast food food or like noodles noodles korean chicken chicken kimchi rice dishes sushi okay so they're eating healthy stuff oh not all of it's healthy i'm like there was a picture of this on one of the thumbnails with this tiny tiny little girl she looked like she was like one of these korean women who looked like she was probably about 13 but it's probably about 30 holding a piece of cake almost bigger than her head going oh <laughs> trying to fit it in. i was just like oh my god and then like there was a table full of food in front of her and i was just like even just that slice of cake alone would make me feel sick if i ate the whole thing <laughs> and i was just like and there's all this other food i was and i'm just like how do they do it without being sick i'm just fascinated by doing but anyhow so Mortician woman, the Oscar mortician woman. <laughs> she was just like, like this video popped up on my thing because I started following her. Um, I was subscribed to her channel basically. And there was this mukbang of death. And she was going through different traditional ceremonial oh. funeral foods for different places in the world. Oh, wow. <laughs> but she wasn't like gorging herself. She was like, there was a woman off camera who was handing her things and she was tasting them and going, hmm, yeah, that's quite nice. Like, so, the funniest one, okay, so we come back to this thing that apparently Balinese tradition of eating rice pudding that contains water that the corpse has been washed in. <laughs> Oh wow! That, I, I would find that challenge. I would fight. Apparently, they serve that. They serve it up at the funeral. So, I was just like, I turned around to Alan and I was because I was talking about this to him the other day, and I was just like, I think I'd be like, sorry, I can't make it. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than being like, no, I don't. I'm sorry, I'm not going to eat the rice pudding whilst I'm here, and everyone going. But you must because it's part of what we do. I'd be like, I can't. I just can't make the funeral. Can't make the important engagement. I've got a previous engagement that's suddenly really pressing. No. Wow. Either that, or you take your own rice pudding and just swap it. <laughs> you've got to admit, though, if people are willing to do that, mm. and they're really not scared of, or even disgusted, or any of it, you know. No. But that's pretty funny. I'm like cool. corpse water though. That would need to... <laughs> it's a hot place. I was not expecting a conversation to go. It's somewhere. a hot Do you ever expect the conversation? No, no I never would have thought of this particular thing. Heard of it. You know, we're like, we're going to no. talk about it. No, 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 we're now talking we're on about the death water. of patriarchy. Yes. Oh, we move on to the death so of patriarchy. So death of patriarchy. Yeah, we're going to patriarchy. Patriarchy is yes. Let's. Cheers. So we are. Um, we solemnly, we solemnly inform the public. Sorry, in case, but patriarchy in case you hadn't is dying. Noticed, but we're very sorry to say. Yeah, patriarchy, patriarchy is dying. Dying, dying, dead. Basically. Yes. So. So we're, we're, we're having to, a wake. We're having a wake. If there's any unfinished business with patriarchy that you have to say to put closure, this is the time. Yeah. To do that. So. Let's honour what patriarchy has done for us. 
in terms of us realising exactly what we don't want to experience anymore. <laughs> Ever again. Fuck <laughs> that shit. Well, it did hopefully help us realise that our true power lies within yes. rather than an external structure. Exactly. So I'll definitely drink to that realisation. Given that we're all just creating and a simulation I'm, for, I'm, the, I'm, for the fun of having these experiences. I'm, I'm also drinking to more emotionally coherent men. Which is part of the death of patriarchy. Yes, exactly. Because we're liberating men and women of the death of patriarchy. Yeah, we're liberating Because men, them. it's really not fair that men have not been able to yeah. express their emotions, their vulnerable emotions. They've been able to yeah. express their other types of emotions yeah. this whole time. That fucking sucks. God, can you imagine? That's, that's, really not not that's like being told, that's, that's like deciding you want to be an artist and going, you can only paint with black because that basically represents anger because that's what you're allowed. Yeah, never purple, never blue, never yellow, never orange. That shit. Never so green. to all the colours for all to the men and women. Yeah. Exactly. And boys and girls. And it's and pride non binary and, people. And, and and it's Pride Month too. So oh, this, yeah, so tell me about colours, rainbow, rainbow. There we go. Flag. And all sexualities and yeah. all genders and all anythings. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> all anything. <laughs> if you're half animal, half human, like whatever you want to be. If you're a centaur. <laughs> if you're a centaur, we give you space in this new non patriarchal world to exist exactly. with freedom and joy. Yeah. Because we're all kind of centaurs, really, in the sense that... I'm a unicorn. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> in the sense that we're all, we're all a mixture of so many things that mm. we have basically repressed and suppressed and sacrificed just to be one mm. of them. And that's just become so fucking limiting now. Like, we're just not, we're just not available. I'm just like, I just kind of roll my eyes now and go, boring, <laughs> next. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, I'm just like... I kind of get back to this thing of like... When I when I really d dig down into what I feel about stuff I've had enough of, I'm just like I don't feel anger or any of that stuff. I'm just like I just feel bored. But like, I, I think that's a good boredom. place to be when we get bored of something. That's when we actually change it mm. because when there's still a charge, whether it's positive or negative, yeah. that's the addictive quality. Because yeah. in a way, actually, this probably links to what we we're saying earlier. Because we long for connection, right, and we long mm. for that aliveness. Unfortunately, many of us didn't have the true loving connection we really wanted. This is wanted. what we're drinking, by the way, in case you wanted to know. Indeed. Because many mm. of us haven't had that level of connection, we end up seeking it in the dramatic level of connection. Because mm. even though it hurts, it's yeah. better than nothing. Yeah. And so I think this is really this is really key for all of us to explore that within ourselves, really, if we want to really liberate ourselves. Yeah. Because it comes from a place of wanting that true connection but it ends up keeping us stuck yeah exactly. but that's why we're stuck in these loops on this planet but that's why patriarchy is dying because i think we're bored of it now i think we're really bored of it and so i know people loops. look at the news and think oh nothing's changed it's all the same shit but yeah. actually energetically speaking things are as energetic beings we all feel out those of us who work with energy feel it massively even the people that aren't working yeah. with energy are feeling that i've been noticing what are they feeling what are they saying like well, I pointed out because there was there's a group that I'm in that's to do with um, this story vault thing that I bought, and then someone on there going, I feel like I like everyone's telling me to do reels on Instagram and uh, and I I'm like my actual following's going down and la la la, and I was just like, well, that's because I was just like, you know, we come back to the energetic sovereignty thing again and. Like, they were just like, I feel like 
whatever I do, it's only ever the successful people that make more money and us little people mm. suffer and la la la. And I can feel that sort of sense of boarding. And like normally in a group like that, which is very much about strategy and like here's a tool and there's a strategy and like uh, algorithms. Everyone's talking about fucking algorithms all the time. And I'm like, algorithm, algorithm. I've been saying this for fucking ages. Like, <laughs> I said, you know, totally. we are the, the energy is now picked up on this planet to a point where we are really, truly being asked to own our sovereignty and stop farming our fucking authority out to other yeah. people and thinking that they have the solution yeah. and that they're going to rescue us. I said and I said, look, I bought this as something fun to play with. I didn't buy it to rescue my business basically and it's a great tool if you approach it from that angle but if you're approaching it from you expect it to be the savior of your business and you're basically giving your power outside of you to a strategy that someone else has devised that's why you're seeing mm. this because actually your soul's going sense. fuck's sake wake up sense. and actually realize what's going on here is i'm asking you to look inwards and fucking adjust what everything, he's adjusting yeah. there. Everything is an And then everything everything else that you like it's a fun sh it's fun shit to play with. It's fun shit to play with. Yeah, but as soon as we think I need this or else, then Well automatic then that means, lack. Yeah, lack. So as soon as that's slave gone, I basically described it. it as slave mentality. I was just like, when you're doing this, you are in slave mentality. I, you might not want to acknowledge it as, as that, but you are because you're going, I'm not worthy. There's someone who knows yeah. more than me. They know better than me about my business, about myself, everything, da, 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 da. I must take their instructions because I'm just a slave yeah. to what they're fucking yeah. saying. And that's Bullshit. what the death of patriarchy is. It's the death of that slave mentality. Yeah. It's the death of dissociation. Because why does yeah. that happen? Because we split ourselves into bits. We split ourselves into powers over there. Yeah. I'm here over here. Yeah. I'm separate from that. Yeah. So I'm going to create a reality where these things are housed in different bodies and we're all split mm. and dissociated. So we have rescuers yeah. over here and we have perpetrators over there and we have victims over here. Yeah. So this is what we do. We split ourselves and we play it out like a stage, like Shakespeare says, with mm. all these different characters. Mm. I mean, it's all part of discovering that it was always here all along. So for me, yeah. the death of patriarchy is actually coming back to this wholeness and to that we always were all along, actually. Yeah. So, I mean, exactly. it all plays a purpose, actually. Patriarchy yeah. played that purpose by showing You're never lacking anything. You're never lacking anything. You just have to fucking do the inner journey. And you can do that with someone to help you along like me or Sabrina or you can do it by yourself and it you, there's infinite ways of doing that that's there are so many there ways of doing the it the right or wrong way that's no it, fucking big it's just what why? resonates what resonates with you like what's your soul calling yeah. you to not who's got the fucking jazziest marketing and any of that fucking bollocks who is your soul calling to calling you to like your soul actually calling you to and it's always worth checking in. Is like, is my soul calling me to this person because I've got some kind of self-punishment thing installed and like there's a lesson in here for me or am I actually just going to actually rock it from, from mm. this connection and the the understandings I'm going to receive directly? Like, is it going to directly benefit for yeah. me or, or am I going to benefit later on, on having... To... Am I going to benefit later on having had a fucking gnarly experience and then having to fucking really like go to myself what the fuck was going on there? Because 
you know, I've worked with people along the way for me that have been absolutely the fucking perfect spot on choice and other people who've been a fucking lesson and a half wrapped yeah. up in a glittery package. Yeah. To be fair though, basically, like those are, that's where we've learned a lot as well, haven't we? Oh God, yeah. But like, if I had just checked in with myself, mm. I might have made the journey differently. That much shorter for myself in terms Unless of getting from that a was the to exact B. journey to reclaim that particular shadow piece hmm. for that particular well, wholeness. The bit. thing is, you'll you never know. know. You're never, you're never going to know. But like, there have been times I've been like, really? Do I? <laughs> did I really need to grow through easier. such a huge amount of self-flagellation by basically buying the thing that was presented by the wrong person like it, they're not wronging themselves for existing or what they're doing they were just the wrong person for me full stop you know and, you. and i think is as well it's like someone who works with other people I'm, I'm also now very well aware of the fact if it feels like someone would if it felt to me like someone was approaching me to want to work with me and i could feel that it was off mm -hmm. i would send them elsewhere because mm -hmm. it doesn't work for either of you mm -hmm. when it's off mm -hmm. it ends up being a what the fuck afterwards mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know yeah i hear you it's like it's one of these things you end up appreciating the lessons down the line but you don't necessarily in the moment as yeah it were. yeah yeah exactly so which the isn't more... necessarily that useful because you just end up with this kind of like, it's friction basically yeah. it's more friction than you actually need yeah. like and you could if you can avoid that by going no i actually just won't do that in the first place and go for go yeah. for yeah i do think know. that it, like it's it's a, it's a thing I... also at the moment that you think it's like i feel like this whole death of patriarchy is also coinciding it's not coincidence with this momentum on this planet with mm. the fact that we do it does get to be easier because you've had so many centuries of it being such a slow. I've known for ages ever since I started with no. all this stuff that it, it, it got to be easier but I got dragged into the stories of how it needed to be harder yeah. and I, that's, that's one thing part I of the old era mm. though I think yeah. you know and I do feel like we're, we're shifting to a different era and a different energy mm. where it's easier for it to be easier if that makes any sense <laughs> the easier it gets the easier, the it, easier gets, it gets even. the easier it gets the less addicted we are to the, struggle. to the struggle, which we've been addicted to as a whole collective for a very long time. Yeah. And aren't we so fucking... So we are more bored of it now, so it's kind of easier not to choose that path, whereas mm. before maybe we would have and gone round in circles again and been like, oh, Well, you think about... So there is how many, less likely to go how many that epithets path. are thrown around that I see on social media on a daily basis just by people who are like hard work and sacrifice being like the sound bites of like how you get anywhere hard work sacrifice interestingly that came up in my client session yeah. today and it's all we're it's, treating autoimmune yeah. disorders actually it was a really powerful session mm. and it's, it's it's another part of this whole like that kind of hard work gets if we you know it gets kind of reflected back in our relationship with our bodies as well mm. Our poor body's basically trying to keep up with this yeah, and sheer amount. Yeah, trying to tell us stuff. He's trying to show the us. Body's there going, look at where give this me is a going fucking on. Fucking break, <laughs> basically. Cut me a fucking yeah. break, human. Human, <laughs> human, what are you doing to me? <laughs> Your soul's fine. Your human's having a fucking moment. But that is the good thing <laughs> about it. It's like if we start to listen to the body like that, if we start mm. to listen to the body as our friend rather than someone's a pain in the yeah. ass. 
Yeah. Like our body's always telling us in each Thank moment. God, yeah. Where are you pushing in a way that you don't need to? Where are you mm. sacrificing in a way you don't need to? Where are you killing yourself in a way that you really don't need to? Yeah, exactly. So where is it you just need more afternoon naps? <laughs> more afternoon naps, more orgasms. More masturbation. More sex, more, more masturbation, more sleep. More doing nothing. Yeah. I mean, these are all the things that make us really happy. Yeah. What we've just listed. <laughs> That's what we tend to message each other about all more the time. More raw chocolate. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 oh, shit, I should have brought some of that tonight. Oh, more wine. Yes, definitely more wine. Bodies love wine as long as you don't give it too much. <laughs> <laughs> Bodies do love wine. So what do you think They're, of this particular wine? I really like this Bernardo, it's nice. It's a fizzy it's a, red wine, which is not often... But that particular one, Borarda, from the north of Italy, is something that I love drinking when I'm in Italy, and I found it in my they do wine make some, shop. There's, um, there's a red um, Lambrusco as well. Mm, yeah, yeah. The proper traditional Lambrusco before it all got too sweet and before weird. it got made for your weird British and oh, wherever palettes like okay, it's traditionally slightly slightly like. bitter and red. Yeah, that's what I drink when I drink yeah. it in Italy. Yeah, and and quite light in terms of alcohol. It is so. light. I don't know how this isn't that strong, is it? Maybe ten ten percent. Twelve point five. Okay. This is the kind of wine I love drinking when I'm in the mountains in Italy, mm. when it's, you know, it's just refreshing and yes. so it brings back mem- happy memories. And you're at altitude, so altitude. You don't feel anything. Oh my God, when you drink up in the mountains in Italy, you don't feel it at all. It's I amazing. <laughs> I think it is the altitude, but I can't quite figure it out. We never get drunk when we're up there and we drink. Oh, wow. It's really interesting. No, it's all moved to a mountain. <laughs> it's all moved to the mountains. Let's all move to the mountains in a musical. The yeah. hills are alive with the taste of bonanza. We <laughs> should sell fucking wine on this podcast. I'm so sick. Basically, That'd be the easiest sell ever. Everybody wants to be Marie. We're going to be so famous and they're going to be like, I want to drink their wine. <laughs> right, let's start fucking citing a vineyard. <laughs> After I went to Sicily, I was just like, ooh, you know what? Sicily, they've got loads of vineyard land that is very Very cheap. cheap, Like south of Sicily. There are certain areas in Sicily where I think, I know because Mick Hucknall from Simply Red bought a vineyard there that he's had for ages. I don't don't know what it's called. I mean, like, there's amazing wines. Planeta Planeta is Sicilian, Mm. and their wine is fucking fabulous. But um, isn't our Nerodawa la favourite Sicilian as well? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, they grow loads of Negro Amaro and loads mm. of Nerodavola. They're the two sort of local grapes. And then there's, um, oh my God, there's a, there's a white that I really like called Garo. Is it Grecetto? I can't remember. Oh, I really wish we could sort these portals out and we could just pop over to Italy just like that and then pop back. Well, I do like we, we do need to just get on with that, really. We do. Okay. I'm pretty much set on that. Who's yeah. happening? I was just like, I kind of turned around, I sort of turned around to myself and, well, I think I said to you in a voicemail message, didn't I, on WhatsApp, I was just like, 
I'm not leaving the country until I can do the Yeah, titles. you did say that. I was just like... I will be leaving before that, but still. I'm like... Let's, whatever, whatever, whatever carrot Liz needs, I'm we'll not, work on that one. <laughs> I, I, I now know that it's the reason why I haven't fucking... I, I just actually, like, my desire to learn to drive has been like... It's never really warmed up. Well, it's not as exciting or, as flying or, or portaling or, or, or astral traveling or no, whatever exactly. else we're doing on day. I mean, I've had some fun fun times on the etheric plane actually. Like I always think of the etheric as different to the astral. Some people describe it as the same and I'm like, no, they're two different mm. bodies. Um my my I was just like, Oh you do you remember my trip to Glastonbury? Mm. And I was just like, well, this is brilliant because we're in lockdown, but I can still go to Glastonbury anywhere. I just can't take my body with me. <laughs> Small detail. <laughs> that was fun. I was a bit like, when I came back, I was a bit like, oh, <laughs> I was having a fun time. Why did I end up back here again? <laughs> like, I could have spent longer. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit like that sometimes. I swear to God, every time I've had interesting times out of body, I'm always a bit like disappointed when I come back. <laughs> I know, like, oh, me what too. the fuck, I'm back here again, much as I love my body and I like my real life. That was more fun. It's such an amazing feeling. And the, and the fact of that is yeah, just gorgeous. The, the, free, the freedom is amazing. I'm and always a bit of a shock when I come back as well. I'm like, because mm, uh, uh, I'm happy when I'm back. I mean, you know, I live by the sea in a beautiful place. I've got amazing friends. I mean, I've yeah, got exactly. fucking awesome life. But, and... And the great wine shop down the road. Yes, well. the great wine shop is awesome. We love the great wine we shop. We love the great wine it's shop. It's getting a lot of business since this podcast began. <laughs> we should give them a plug too. Mm. What, what, are they what are they called? <laughs> the wine shop. They're just the wine shop near Sabrina's house as far as I'm concerned. On, fuck, what are they called? On Great Western Road. So it's on Western Road, road yeah. on the corner with Waterloo Street. Oh shit, I was going to know where I live now. <laughs> Paparazzi. <laughs> Listen to me, I'm Sabrina. so grand. I'm so grand already. <laughs> we haven't even fucking published the podcast yet. That's it. And I'm assuming that the whole over. world is watching it. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Western Road, is that what it's called? Western Road, Corner Waterloo Street in Hove, yeah. which There's... is close to the border with Brighton, basically. There's a lovely wine shop, which I will find it's the name. Is like a wine barrel? Or... Oh, that sounds so bright. Wine, wine barrel? Something along those lines. I never look at the name of the shop. I just go in. You've actually got a few around there. I have got, you've got There's another really nice one across the road. Opposite opposite six. From ours. What's it called again? Yeah, the one and next to that um, one. Opposite six. They're yeah. lovely in there. Mm. But it's just that the one near my place is just more personable and mm. you know the Italian. We've got the, we've got the good supplier. one down the road here. At, it's run really by good. a French guy called Quaff, which is actually I've really been nice. I've there to get something. They also, sell, sell mezcal too. My place, yeah, that's where I went to get the mezcal. The place near me used to do wine tasting, which was really fun mm. before the COVID business. So it'd be really fun to get back into that. Ooh. You know, every Saturday there was always stuff to taste and stuff. There's a place also on beers. Church Road called Fulton nice Church as well, well that's like a wine shop and I think you can oh, go I've and sit it. in and like have yes. pretty black kind of things. But oh I haven't... God, I haven't been... Been... God, there's so many, so many things, things to do! do. <laughs> <laughs> this is so funny. I feel so like we're doing like a tourist thing. We need to do the I know, for Hove. Come to Hove and Brighton. Brighton and Hove, whatever the fuck it's Hove called. Brighton. Hove and Brighton sounds more fun. Because we're in Hove, so Hove comes first. Hove so, and, and Brighton. 
Yeah. So Maybe we need to do the little train. So yesterday yeah. I was near the little train. Well, the Volks Electric ra Railway. Is that what it's actually it called? Train, no, it's called it's the little called train. The train. <laughs> door, there were all adults in it, but it's like a kid's train for adults. <laughs> there were all these adults on this little train. I was like, ah, I want to be on the little train. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually know how far it goes. Not very far, probably. It but, goes alongside that part of the beach on part. Um, and do I don't. Know, I just can't remember if it goes all the way to the zip wire. We have to do the zip thing. <gasps> all I, the things. I was so we jump on the train, then we jump on the zip wire, then I, we zip I down the zip wire, then we fall into the pier, and then we fall into the <laughs> on the zip wire. Like I mean, this would be so much fun. We zip our way mm. into the pier. I've been wanting to fucking ever since this before this COVID business started. <laughs> I've been I've really business. Yeah, but I've been wanting to offer one to one with the on like, zip wire. Uh, like in person <laughs> and go like right, we're gonna get on the zip yeah, wire. Like a day I would just like we definitely have to do it. Like, if we I do that we need to go to the yeah. sauna as well because it's fucking mm. awesome. Beach box bar on Madeira Drive. Seriously, Brighton is full of amazing. Beach box bar. Is that Beach what I said? Spa. I said the sauna. There is a bar next door. Well, we should turn it into a bar as well. Everything should be turned into a bar. Everything should be a bar. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to me, I never go to bars. What am I even saying? Basically, everything should be fun. Is the point. Everything should be fun. Everything is fun. Everything. That's the thing. It's like when you sent me the message yesterday, whenever it was. Mm. When you were like, I went to the local corner shop. That was the extent of your adventure. And you talked to the person and you were like, she's so nice. Everyone is so nice. Humans are nice. It's like, it's not that complicated. Life is not yeah. that complicated. No. Like when you're in that state of mind, whether you're going to the corner shop or zip wire or traveling yeah. via portal to another fucking planet, it's all equally amazing. <laughs> yep. Or sitting with a friend and having wine and talking exactly. to a fucking camera. And I will do it's another amazing. plug now. T.A.'s Asian <laughs> Supermarket on Portland Road. I feel like we're one of those TV shows. <laughs> just to do we're like YouTube that has a fucking advert every two seconds. I know, but it's more but fun. But it's much more fun. It's way more Especially fun. Especially because we make no money from it. It's just fun. I'm just like, like you plug it I didn't even listen to what you're saying. Asian Supermarket on Portland oh, Road. Oh, yes. They are she amazing. makes me want to go all the time. <laughs> It's it's a it's a small shop and they've got fucking so is that much stuff in there. No, that's Adriana um, around the other corner. Okay. Now also everybody knows amazing. where Liz lives and where I live. You're getting all the haunts. But but Tio's like the lady who runs it is really lovely and they've got like anything like anything. You I, I just <laughs> but basically because there's so much stuff in there in a small space. I'm always a bit like I walk in and be like, I have this shopping list. Do you have da da da? And I let her point out to me where stuff is because I know if I was <coughs> going around trying to find things I wouldn't be able to probably but they had like massive packs of Barberies for cheaper than you get them in Waitrose Barberies Barberies which are they're a type of berry that they're kind of sourish but How really fruity not, is that what you're saying yeah, on the voice note I don't think I understood they're <laughs> a bit like cranberries but not they're more sour and they're great with Persian and Asian cuisine. There's certain, the there's, uh, there's certain things you put them in. There's um, Polo Zareshk Bamurg, which is, I don't know if I'm saying it right, if anyone's Syrian, Persian, if I'm saying it wrong, please forgive me for fucking it up. But it could be 
pollo, pollo, I don't know, like chicken's an interesting one, depending on how people do their L's with it. Um, if it was Spanish, it'd be pollo. Um, pollo Sarash Bamerg, which is like this Persian slash Iranian chicken dish, which I think they kind of like all of that part of the world, they have it. And there's there's a restaurant called Persia on Church Road that oh, does this and it's delicious. Great. You did. Oh my god, it's so good. We need to go there. It's really the good. Many things we have to and do. it's cheap too. Like I'm always blown away by how cheap it is. Um it's like basically chicken pieces cooked in this tomato sauce with the barberries and with these slow cooked onions and stuff. And like I've done it here too. I've made it myself at home and looked up a recipe. Um, and Can so you spell barberries? B-A-R and berries. Uh, how have I lived barberies. this long in life? Never heard of that. But they they give it this really lovely I've sort of sour, of really tangy edge. And I the the biryani I made yesterday, I put them on top rather than using cranberries in it. It's really nice. So this is the best cook ever, by the way. So the best part of coming to the podcast, apart from being with you, is that I get to eat. <laughs> she gets fed off. I get fed like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Ooh. Amazing chef. Mm. Very grateful. Yes, keep your eyes peeled for the supper clips. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely going to happen. Although I might get in a chef to do that. I'd probably design the menus and do some stuff, but I wouldn't want to do the cooking. You want to want to cook for yeah. lots of people. No. That's way too much effort. I know I can do that. No, I've done but it before, definitely you but can no just design the whole thing and tell them what to do. And taste everything and be really and taste annoying. Everything. And control I'll them. taste it with you so that <laughs> I get the benefit of tasting in the kitchen. So satisfy the control yeah, freak part of myself. fantastic for you. <laughs> you get to get that all out. And it's like you what you're supposed to do. <laughs> It'd be amazing. Mm. And I can just bob along and be like, hello, I'm just here for the ride. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what to do, I'm just going to eat. <laughs> She's here to eat, I'm here to direct everybody. <laughs> you know what? I'm getting less and less interested in directing people at the moment, so that might not happen. But like, I actually, I do like the idea of designing menus. And I know with me, when I have a concept for something, I'm because I'm a big picture big ideas person i don't want to get caught up in the massive amount of detail but i do want to direct what the overview turn like so you want someone else to do the detail but you get to decide the overall thing yeah that'd basically. be awesome i know that for me this is kind of like i i don't know i just have this i'm I, a terrible I, I, detail I, I, person i, I definitely I, wouldn't be good at I'm very good at having like a vision of like what the what the whole thing should look like but when it comes to drilling down into the nitty-gritty tiny little details like that's someone else's job yeah it's somebody else's job you need a good assistant that will do that yeah exactly who's who's their genius and they love it yeah they they're genius and they love it and we get on like a house on fire and I trust them activating that now in the simulation well I actually think that Stephanie who's one of my clients she could possibly be oh. that person um i kind of do this like i've i've been she's been working with my stuff for the past few years and she is she's definitely good with the detail because i know like her kind of previous 
work life things that she enjoys doing and we get on like a house on fire and we know each other really well and we it's love perfect. each other and we trust each other and it's like people so, like us need like, people like that yeah definitely I think that everyone needs those people the people that they can but I think Richard Branson talks about this doesn't he like a bit of a random tangent he's just like you know like if you're gonna have any kind of company corporation doesn't matter what it is that you're starting up like recognize what your strengths are and hiring mm. amazing people that basically have strengths that you don't have yeah, that compliment and treat yours. them well you know like treat them well that like treat them like fucking family treat them like they're precious because they are because they are do they're doing the stuff that you either can't do or don't want to fucking do or really just are shit at mm. one of those things appreciate that properly pay them properly treat them properly mm. you know that's nice when he says that i don't really know much about it's I mean, funny he always, it? he always comes across as a good guy actually there's yeah. a lot of people that would love to fucking throw a lot of hate at him about like judging him for things he's done decisions he's made without knowing the details of why he's made those decisions and stuff but you know i know kind of we know um we know people who have known him on a personal level i know one of um one of al's old friends his family have been like really like good mates with them like they used to go on holiday together mm. and shit and he's yeah according to them good guy mm. basically well anyone that, who says they, treat your employees well yeah it's good in this day and age which fits with the depth of patriarchy in fact <laughs> exactly it's um i think i think this is one of these things isn't it like i could i could pinpoint probably people that i've seen talking about things to do with corporations in the public eye like the guy who runs nasty who reckons that no one no one should be allowed free water i'm mean, like fucking hell yes I, I would like to see him hammered up on a, well actually no no we're not going to turn him into a jesus figure but <laughs> hammered up on a fucking course i'd left love to see him very thirsty with no access to water exactly or means to buy it that would be poetic justice. Like, yeah, there some corporations are just vile the way they operate, and Nestle are one of them. Sadly, they own so many fucking it's companies. It's really hard to avoid sometimes behind the it? scenes. That it's really difficult yeah. to know what the fuck you're buying most of the time, unless you unless you take a spreadsheet with you, like compiled by one of these. Some people do that. Yeah. I remember when I used to sign up to Ethical Consumer magazine years ago, and they would publish all of these exact things with all sorts of detail about each company. So when you go shopping, you have to bring it with you and be like, so these guys do this to the to the rainforest and these guys do this. So okay, so if I do this, if I do like that, although they did score them all on all these things, so they made your life easy. So the top scorers were the ones that were really good on all fronts. And they still exist, I'm sure they still do that. It's a good magazine to look mm. at actually if you're wanting to be an ethical consumer and wanna they do all that research for you and they keep it up to date. Ethical another plug, ethical consumer magazine. <laughs> This is like the advertising issue of the podcast, isn't it? I'm just like, <laughs> the 
advertising issues. Well, we're just spreading our joy for yeah, good things. Exactly. Definitely. Isn't that what advertising yeah, should be? It should be. It's that. not about what you're getting for it. No, it's, just it's about the joy. It, it's, a, it's about fucking talking about the things that are important. Like, if you, you want a different world that operates yeah. with different principles, support people who are doing that already. Yeah. Exactly. Be happy and excited about it. Yeah. Tell the world about it. Exactly. And that's how you create a different world, rather than just focusing on all the shit that's going on. Which or of course, saying, you if, know, you, if you want me to talk about you, you have to pay me, kind of thing. I mean, obviously, paid endorsements are good too, yes, provided keep, keep they fit it. in with our values. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to write a fucking manifesto on our values. <laughs> Let's see. Fun, fun, sex, one, fun, fun, what did you say? Fun, what is it? I said fun, I was trying to say wine and I said one, I said fun, one, fun, one, be the fun one, you're the fun one that already meets all the criteria, yeah, if you're fun, it's all good, there are other principles as well, be fun, don't be a cunt. Those are my principles. Well, we don't like. We, we don't want to. Cunts are lovely things on this planet. Yeah, but you know, you know that when I'm saying don't be a cunt, I'm, I'm saying it in, in more of a kind of don't, don't be a cunt, don't be a dick kind of vibe. Like <laughs> can't dick. <laughs> we, we don't know how to insult people without using genitalia. What is that about? What is that about? Patriarchy. Patriarchy. Exactly. <laughs> We need new Everyone, bad words that aren't genitalia. If you think yeah. about it, like it's fucked. No yeah. pun intended. They're yeah. fucked. It's like it's either genitalia or the act of the two genitalia together. And actually, what's fucking wrong with genitalia or with fucking for that matter? Nothing. I remember, like, I, I, I remember. In fact, oh my god, amazing, amazing, amazing book that I read when I was younger, and I think it might have been. It, it can't be Ramon and Beezus. No, there was... Oh, you still love Ramon and Beezus? I don't think it was Ramon and Beezus. It might have actually been Forever by Judy Bloom, but don't quote me on this, where she says fuck in front of her dad and he says, like, don't swear. And she's just like... And she she turns around and says, hate and war are bad words, but fuck isn't. Oh, because like it's that. like... That should go on a t-shirt. And I can remember trying to explain this to my mother one of the many times she called me demonic for the fact I said I say fuck a lot. <laughs> well, without fucking mum, none of us would be here right now. I, I often get the impression that she never particularly enjoyed that part of things. Mm. My dad pretty much said as much. Mm. That was one of those, like, at the time, a bit TMI kind of thing, <laughs> but it explains a lot. It explains a lot. Yeah. Mm. That's one of the best things about the sexual revolution of this last century, whatever century we're in. <laughs> Which century are we in? Where are we? Yeah. What's going on? Remind me, which lifetime is this? Do, do we know which I can't time? remember. I've been bopping around a bit lately. Bopping around. Like, which, um, which one am I in right now? Um, which dimension am I doing this podcast from? <laughs> Okay, Fuck I think we've already said this in another part of like, which dimension am I? <laughs> right, welcome to a day in the life of Alyssa Sam. Yeah. Which dimension am I in right now again? Who knows? Anyway. Bah. Is it French? I French what I was say. Bah. <laughs> Je bah. <laughs> Sometimes you 
just need a gallic shrub. So, so you need to So yes, yeah, so our secret plan is, which is not secret anymore, is that everybody gets to live in a musical. I think he's hungry. <laughs> Hopefully the food is soon mm. ready. We want to live in a musical. Yes. Well, we don't want to live in a musical. We live in a musical. We live in a musical, but we don't have to sing all the time because that would be tiring. <laughs> no, but in musicals, people do talk as well as sing. They're not, they're not always singing. They just explode into song. Um, most musicals I've seen, like, actually, like, there's not a huge amount of talking in The Sound of Music. There's, like, mainly, mainly song. But, I, in actual fact, and there are some musicals that have been written that are pretty much also... Oh, some people that are like theatre, like Ooh, it's many dialogues. Les, Les, Les Miserables, that's pretty much all fucking songs. Have you watched that all the way I through? I love Les Miserables. I've sung it as well, so good. Mm. Anyway, we can do whatever <laughs> fuck we want in our simulation. So, exactly. of course, talking I, I want dialogue very too. much part of it. <laughs> and it's very fun yeah. when people just randomly start singing and dancing. Exactly. In my humble opinion. Especially when it's tech. Tech, techno, 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 Mm. And I sing about it sillyly because mm. it's not like I'm a fucking songwriter or anything. No, it immediately shifts my energy. Yes. So try it at home. <laughs> Let us know <laughs> what you discover. Next right back. We need to have an agony aunt thingy. I was going to say our, our next episode, which people who are watching this one won't know about because they <laughs> won't have seen it yet. Time. But our next episode, which will be live in the Be The Cake group, I've decided. So next Tuesday we're doing that. We could we could have some kind of impromptu something or other. Everything is impromptu. The whole fucking thing is impromptu. The whole fucking life is impromptu. None, none of this is Are you planned. living an impromptu life? We tried to plan what that we were talking about this evening and we went off completely at a tangent. Although there was kind of a flavour Some little references here and there. Yeah. Just goes to show, plan, plan, planning is overrated. Planning is completely overrated. That'd be a whole other topic. Life gets it's so much more fashion. interesting when you let go of the fucking planning and it's just go. Well, time. here's a plan, and I know I'm going to throw it out the fucking window <laughs> and just go <laughs> and do something random anyway. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the key. Like, let the mind be engaged with thinking it's planning because it likes yeah. that, but then throw it out the window at the same time. This is like whenever Al says to me, "What's the plan?" which he's done for the past few years, I'm like, "The plan is there is no fucking plan." And he rolls his eyes at me, and like he still asks what the plan is. And actually, I find it very difficult to quantify. And I know if I am giving a pan, plan, a pan, a pan, a pan. I know if I am giving him a plan, I'm only doing it to appease him, and I know I'm not going to stick to it anyway. So why? But maybe the fuck sometimes I even that's bother? the only reason to do plans is to apparently appease initially. The mind, the ego, whoever, and then we just carry on the and mind, have fun. The ego. <laughs> well, you know, just using that as an example. <laughs> like we do that with ourselves all the time. Yeah. We think we have to plan something, and sometimes like that can just give the mind 
an excuse to play with something so it kind of like shuts up for a bit like, like yeah. a kid that needs a toy and then we can My get on with quite the rest well behaved around that kind of thing nowadays mm. but i think i think i kind of got good at some point along the way i when i'm happy and i'm actually fully soul aligned my mind doesn't tend to do much in the background i'm like i i cased entirely on intuition i'm always coasting all the time i'm and just offering I, that in case i know when my mind's mind. fucking when my mind's being that's because there's unintegrated stuff or there's stuff that needs sorting out in the background like there's i'm going to say jarring programs active that actually need turfing out or transmuting or whatever the fuck Mm -hmm. something needs to change somewhere and at the point where i change it everything quiets down and it's just like ah, i don't need to think about what i'm doing i just fucking just allow life to flow unfold. through me and unfold and i know it's perfectly on point and i know i'm doing exactly what i need to be doing without having to think about it it's just it is what it is you know, as soon as you get tied up in fucking tying your head in knots about stuff, oh, I must do this, and it's just like, mm, no. The other day, I had this idle thought, oh, it'd be really nice to spend, that was actually, that was Saturday. I think, I, I can't remember, like, because obviously Alan and the kids were away over the weekend, and I thought to myself, that would be really cool to have some time with a friend on the beach on Saturday or over the weekend didn't give it any more thought at all didn't plan it nothing got a fucking text from Zoisy saying I finished work at 3 30 what are you up to do you fancy going to the beach for a bit and I was like perfect yeah you know, that's the best beach da 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 totally. things and I was just yeah. like well that's perfect because I thought I just basically thought oh, it'd be nice to do that and you delivered I didn't have to plan it I didn't have to totally. call anyone it was just like I basically just accepted the fact that I thought that was a lovely idea and it was communicated into the ethers and the right person picked it up and we had a lovely time. Etheric text message sent and received. Exactly. Telepathy, however the fuck you want to put it. <laughs> basically, I didn't have to plan it. You just, like, you just basically that's the best thought, part, we could it? do this. And because you if you plan, out. you don't actually know if that's what's going to be aligned down the line when you when you plan for something anyway exactly having me and chloe that, tried to make a plan and that didn't fucking work at all having said that we do plan this podcast every tuesday and that's a lovely yeah but at the same but it's emerged as a natural thing it's emerged as a natural thing on a tuesday and it was just like oh it definitely is tuesdays isn't it and it was just like <laughs> oh, i'm done but rather yeah than we, we have to think about it we must rearrange yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Totally. It's just like it's just become the thing we totally. do on Tuesdays. Yeah. Ooh, ferret. Hello. Ferret. That's what we wanted exactly. to show you. Hello. So really maybe we may have a guest speaker, no. but we may not. She's already fucked off with that. <laughs> I got sent the most lovely message on Instagram earlier by this person who basically said that my messages, all of my messages and posts are on point on Instagram. Oh, I have to go get That's nice. Um, and they thought it was maybe the addition of the ferret that had made the difference. Oh! So it's just like you're trying to make out that it's only the ferret that's 
making me interesting. <laughs> in there, baby girl, what are you doing? Are you trying to climb up the scooter? Oh, yes. Come and be a guest. So, everyone, this is. This da, 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 is the da. Sassy. Sassy, look at her. Yeah, she She's just so doesn't cute. want to stay still. She's so photogenic. Oh, hello! <laughs> she's gonna have some she, wine. She, she loves knocking glasses over, yeah, so go is. careful. Hello. hello! No animals are harmed in the making of this podcast. She's on the table now. She's like, what's going on? I'm sniffing things. No, she is a form of endless entertainment. Oh, God. She is just brilliant. I love her. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you become a bridge to the floor then <laughs> that's great i'm a bridge to the floor <laughs> you're a bridge to the floor. that's exciting <laughs> i feel very privileged <laughs> and on that note i think yeah i think it's time to go it's time to go we've introduced the ferret and now we're off <laughs> oh, off and away ferret land till till next time till next time Stay shiny, people. <laughs> I, I just had to say that for some reason. <laughs> you know how it is. Sometimes you just got to say shit. Yep. Shiny shit. Cheers. Salute. In vino veritas. In vino veritas. To the, end, to the end of patriarchy. <laughs> to the end of patriarchy. <laughs> we'll be lighting the funeral pyre tonight. And eating it, <laughs> eating patriarchy as we as we dine in the form of tandoori chicken. I like I like that. <laughs> That's a good death. That's so funny. That's a good death. Uh, it is indeed. I mean, it had a good running, so good death to you. <laughs> Next week on Invino Veritas, where we are dismantling spiritual and religious bullshit <laughs> it's a fun one folks see you next time i'm awake come higher than heaven relieve my pain take me from this prison levitate let me reach my vision